the child care proposition that was on the November ballot ended up passing by a slim margin, 20 votes. And um, apparently vote curing that process was um, uh, had a hand in this, I guess, if that's the proper term. And joining us to explain more is Diana Bradrick, our Whatcom County Auditor. Hi, Diana. Hi. So th- the, the process of vote curing, that's um, where someone's vote has been set aside uh, because of some irregularity, and then they have a chance to come back to your office and say, I'm really that voter. I made that. I, I filled out that. That's my ballot, and, and I want it to be counted, right? Well, <laughs> sort of. Okay. Um, there's, two, there's two reasons for which a ballot may be challenged that um, – that and and can be cured. One is that the signature on the envelope doesn't match the signature or any of the signatures that we have in the voter record. We have multiple signatures for some voters. So uh, for all ballots, for every ballot we receive, we match the signature on the envelope to the signatures in the voter record. And if there's not a match, that ballot is challenged. The other uh, thing that happens is that people fail to sign the envelope at all. So we've got an unsigned envelope. So when a ballot is challenged for no signature or no signature match, we send out a letter immediately. So it's usually the next day after it's been challenged. It gets challenged by staff that have reviewed signatures that have been trained by the state patrol in forensic signature um, matching. And so the, the first person that, that reviews challenges it if they think it's not a match. A second person, a trained staff person, reviews it if they, they also think it doesn't match. We send out a signature cure letter the next day. And so the letter goes to the voter, and it includes an affidavit, and we say to them, um, Uh, We've received your ballot, however, your signature does not match. In order for us to be able to count your ballot, we need to get a signature from you that matches the signature on the envelope. And uh, the voter then signs that letter with a, a declaration that says, yes, I'm the voter and this is my signature. And we provide a postage paid envelope and they return, if the voter chooses to respond to that letter, they sign the letter, they put it in their postage paid envelope and return it to us. And now we take that letter and we compare the signature to the envelope and say, okay, this is actually the voter. It matches the envelope. That's a match. Now we can process that ballot. If it's an unsigned envelope, they get a similar letter, but it says your your uh, your ballot wasn't signed, and they're asked to provide a signature which does need to match their voter record because there's nothing on the envelope to match to, so it needs to match their voter record. And again, if it's a match, then we we make the ballot good, so to speak, that says now we're going to process the ballot. So um, we go through and do that process with every challenged ballot and we send out letters directly and then we follow up with phone calls so we make one phone call per voter reminding them if we still haven't received the letter that starts several days after the election we start making phone calls 
and we email voters to remind them if we have an email address. So that's what the auditor's office process is. And I take it there's not a deadline other than the certification day that um, that these votes can be cured. Is is that? Yeah, the deadline right? is four thirty the day before we certify. Okay. So right. it was it was Monday. Monday at four thirty. If we have received that letter back and the signatures match, we process those ballots and they get put in the final count that we do on Monday before certification. Okay. And is that basically what pushed this um this particular measure over the over the threshold? Yeah, that's the the majority of the ballots that we were still putting in to the count were from cured signatures. And so there's other ballots that come in after election day that can be counted. Ballots from uniformed and overseas voters if they um, get to us by 4.30 and they have a, a good date, they can still be counted. So we get ballots coming in later uh, from overseas, for example, that can still go in the mix. And occasionally we get uh, ballots from the post office that actually do have good postmarks on them. So they've been in the system somehow and they finally have gotten kicked out, but the postmark date is good. So those can be counted. Um, there's also some ballots that are, are held for canvassing board review for voter intent reasons. The canvassing board reviews and then makes um, disposition decisions, and we had like eight of those on Monday in our signature review meeting. So there's, there's a few other places where we were still getting good ballots, but the majority were coming from the cure process. And for this particular measure, and it isn't the only race that this was happening for in this election, but campaigns can go out and, and, and go door to door. They can get a list. The voter um, list is available, and the matchback report is available. The matchback report will give a list of voters and identify that the voter has returned a ballot, but it's been challenged. So they can get access to that matchback report. It's free on the Secretary of State's website, or they can get it from us. And they can use that list to identify voters who have challenged ballots. And by state law, that's a public record, so it's accessible. And their campaigns are allowed to use that data for campaign pur- purposes. And so the campaign... Uh, for the pro committee for this measure got that list and they went door to door um, getting cure letters from voters that had challenged ballots that had not turned their letter in to us. And so they were going door to door and collecting them and then bringing those cure letters in. Am I correct to assume that in doing that, they didn't know how that voter had voted, but just were hoping that the vote would go in their favor? Is that I actually don't know it, whether or not they knew. Uh-huh. There is, they, they, they may have asked. They would have had the to have contact first. with the voter themselves. Uh, they would I mean, have had to ask the voter. I mean, and I don't, I don't know whether they did or they didn't, but they could have. They could have gone up to the door and said, mm-hmm. 
But they wouldn't have that information from you or your office. They wouldn't have it from me. Uh-huh. I, no. I mean we, from your we, office, yeah. I mean, no, my I, office wouldn't know. We yeah, wouldn't know uh-huh. how the voter voted. But if they, if the can, if the if the door signature gatherers showed up at the voters' door and, asked and explained what they were doing there and said, "Can you tell me how you voted on this initiative?" Mm-hmm. And the voter is willing to disclose that information because they don't have to. They can say, I'm, I'm not going to tell you how I voted. If they're willing to say, I voted for it or I voted against it, now the signature gatherer knows what the vote's going to be on the ballot. Uh-huh. But, yeah, okay. Well, I, I appreciate you explaining the system. I think that, and, and I, I, I think you've been very um, uh, transparent as far as your process and you made uh, your office accessible and the counting process accessible. Um, another question I do get or concern I hear from people is just that the matching the signatures. And I, I guess I'm just asking you, does your office, do you go through all in this case, what 111,000 votes that came in and you look at each individual signature? Yeah. Okay. More than once. <laughs> they're looked at, but they're looked at by more than one person, particularly if they've been challenged. Uh-huh. They're, you know, challenged signatures are probably looked at by six people. Because at the end, if they stay challenged, if they don't cure their signature and they stay challenged, the end review is done by the canvassing board. And that's a board of three of us. So that's after... They've, those signatures have been looked at by multiple of my staff, and only full-time staff. I don't use, well, I don't use volunteers at all. I don't have temporary employees do signature verification. So the signature verification is done by my permanent staff, and we've all been trained by the state patrol. And those of us that have been around for a while have gone through training several times. All right. Well, uh, and I guess there's bound they're bound to be people with concerns and questions and and um, maybe a little frustration when especially with a race that's as close as this particular one and others. And uh, so I really appreciate you uh, taking time to explain this whole process to us. You're welcome. All right. Our Watton County Auditor, Diana Bradrick. Thanks again, Diana. Thank you. You have a good day.